and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Ranjit and you're listening to another interesting story of how humans made their journey to get here. While reading articles or research papers, you may have come across the terms anthropology, archaeology and history and sometimes these appear together in the same content. So for some of us it might be a bit confusing to deal with three different terms that relate to the same goal which is telling the story of humans but there must be a good reason for having three different terms and so let me try and explain the differences as well as the similarities in these terms starting with anthropology it's a broad term that covers the study of humanity as a whole in fact it is so broad a subject that it has to be broken down into three different disciplines cultural anthropology biological anthropology and lastly archaeology biological anthropology is concerned with the study of how humans evolved physically a good example would be the study of the development of some of the core human traits such as speech or bipedalism which also means walking on two feet and how these changes took place in response to certain environmental and social needs biological anthropology can also tell us when modern humans or sapiens would have separated from the other branches of human species such as the neanderthals in short biological anthropology tells us the story of the human body cultural anthropology on the other hand studies the evolution of human culture and society ethnography and ethnology are its two branches that study both the development of individual cultures and also the comparative differences as well as similarities between different cultures a good example of ethnography would be the study of uh, present day tribes that are living in the forests of chatisgarh whereas ethnology would probably compare how human relationships like marriage or parenthood are viewed across different cultures the third and also very important branch of anthropology is archaeology Archaeology in a way is the past tense of cultural anthropology. Let me explain this. While cultural anthropology examines human culture in the present context, archaeology studies the living habits of people in the past. For example, an archaeologist uses material remains such as metal objects from an old civilization's ruins to find out what kind of technologies would have been available to these people in the past archaeologists can also study images painted on the walls of a cave and understand some of the belief systems the rituals or even the plants and animals that may have existed in the environment of prehistoric people archaeology also plays a big role in conservation of heritage long forgotten buildings neglected monuments remains of art objects all of these things can be brought back into public memory by archaeological investigations a good example of this would be the 2017 discovery of some inscriptions on a stone tablet in mumbai these inscriptions were dated back to the 14th century and it changed the image of this city from being an obscure group of islands that was awaiting the arrival of the europeans to a well-formed kingdom in the 14th century with political links going all the way to the sultans in delhi 
However, this can also sometimes raise a lot of political issues because archaeology establishes new theories and these theories replace age-old assumptions that cultures or societies may hold very religiously about themselves and also about others. Now coming to history, in most cultures the memory of the ancient past usually flowed down verbally up to a certain time, that is before the written records came into being. Usually historians rely on written records because records have a sense of authenticity and traceability. But this does not mean that written records are always the ultimate truth because biases can creep into any written history. Historians may also rely on paintings and other forms of visual imagery sometimes that supports the written records to get more insights into social customs or social habits. Mostly historians try to build a chronological sequence of events that can explain up to the farthest point in the human journey. Other than history, there is also an entire period known as prehistorical period. And this is considered to be the period for which we don't have any written records. For example, while we have a lot of material and biological evidence for the existence of the Harappan civilization, there is no deciphered written material that can tell us exactly who were these people and how do they connect with later Indian civilization. Their script remains undeciphered and is called a proto-Indian script and we keep on pushing this period also back into the prehistoric or proto-historic zone. One more example could be of societies or even civilizations whose written history did not come into being as late as the colonial period. And that's when Europeans would have brought the tradition of documenting history to these cultures. But it does not mean that these cultures, these civilizations, whatever we call them, they did not have a history or a sense of history. They perhaps were recording their history in just different ways. Take the example of the aboriginals from Australia. These nomadic tribes were recording not just their own history, but they were also recording entire maps of Australia or the migratory paths through which they would travel in the form of songs and these were actually called song lines and there's a beautiful book with the same title written by the journalist and travel writer Bruce Chatwin. So different cultures, different societies, different civilizations have different ways of recording their history and it may sometimes be unfair to say that a certain culture does not have a sense of history just because we cannot find written history. But history generally as a subject does rely on written records and that's how it's technically defined. Now where history meets this limitation, that's where archaeology steps in. Archaeology actually makes up for a much, much bigger gap that history leaves open. Uh, and that's because for 99% of the time that human life has existed on this planet, we do not have any written records. The earliest written records available to us go back only 5,000 years in time, whereas human origins go back nearly 3 million years. Therefore, the only way to reconstruct the human story is through archaeological studies that includes collecting data from human settlements, formulating hypotheses, testing the hypotheses against more recent and comparable data, and devising a model that summarizes the patterns that are visible in this data. A good example is that of Stone Age sites, which are grouped into a similar period by examining the design of the tools, the way the tools have been cut out of stone, 
and also the precision that becomes achievable as a result of the design. Therefore, archaeology does deal with the past pretty much like history, but it does this in a more scientific manner which reduces the cultural bias. Archaeology does not tell us what to think of a particular culture or period, but instead it provides us with a frame of reference through which we can build a picture of the human story by connecting the available facts. In short, archaeology is a branch of humanity as well as science. So it combines the expertise of the scientist with that of the historian. In large civilizations, a complex imagination exists and this is built on the foundations of history, mythology and legends. A scientific approach can help not only to separate one from the other, but also to draw connections between these foundations. For example, religion is a big part of most cultures. To explain the origins of religion, archaeology can help us go back in time even when written records did not exist. The archaeology of religion also tells us how humans employed certain belief systems to regulate social and economic processes of society. It can provide clues that explain certain belief systems which may have evolved all the way from prehistoric times into the present times. For example, to understand the formation of cults, one has to gather not only how rituals were performed, but also their purpose. You have to look at the images, symbols, the sites of worship to understand this in entirety. Large halls, for example, which have facilities to produce light, sound, smell. This serves as evidence that there was a general idea of focusing attention towards ritual acts. Likewise, the sacrificing of animals in large numbers, which is evident in the skeletal remains, tells us of a belief in some supernatural being to whom these offerings were being made. Now, by presenting all this data, archaeology allows us to develop an image where our beliefs can be explained. And this can be done without being judgmental or critical of their existence. I hope the difference between anthropology, archaeology and history is somewhat clear from this podcast. But if you still have further questions for me, please leave a voice message on my podcast site and I will try to answer these questions in my forthcoming episodes. So goodbye until another episode on The Big Story. Keep listening, keep exploring. 